time, voicemail time. It's every favorite part of the show. It's voicemail time. This is when you, listener, can call in and just shitpost into your phone, and maybe we'll play it on air. Oh my god, so many Mormons are mad at you. Why are they mad at me? Because you pissed all over the time-honored tradition of soaking and jump-humping. I think both of them sound really hot. Well, I, if anything, I think that I'm honoring the Mormon faith by talking about like hot, sexy soap time. There's nothing sexy about that segment that we did last week, but a bunch of Mormons called in Mormons who I suspect is a non-Mormon posing as a Mormon and uh, somebody that works at BYU. Nice. So, yeah, I'm so excited. Let's get to our first voicemail. Hey, Stereos and Sarancha. Hi. Zach here. Zach! And I grew up Mormon. Uh-oh. Soaking is a thing, but it is not allowed. It's just a justification that people do. In fact, I've done it <laughs> as a teenager oh, no. who had all these weird <laughs> feelings about sex and repressed and being sex. But when you soak, it just always ends in sex. It's yeah, because it is. It's not sex. a workaround. No, it's not it's a like, workaround. Oh, you're allowed you hear what to he soak. Just said? He says, it's not thrusting. It's he just said a you're justification. You're allowed to soak because it's, right? it's a justification. Mutual masturbation is not allowed. In fact, the prophet said, it was. said specifically no heavy petting. Because really? in the church in we have term? this thing we do where we need to talk about sex, but we don't really talk about sex, even when you're telling people not to do it. In fact. Um, because masturbation is also not allowed. Um, I remember this time when I was a kid and I was passing sacrament. Because when you're when you're twelve, you become a deacon. You pass the sacrament. Become in the a congregation deacon. And all this stuff. Wait, what the fuck? Um, no wonder they invented the prophet, so king. Okay. Not the prophet. The bishop is asking me the questions that he asks as a bishop. He's like, "Oh, have you been uh, observing a law of chastity?" Which I thought was like, "No pornography." He's like, "Yeah." It's like, do you know all the ins and outs of the law of chastity? I'm like, you know what? No, I don't. So t- tell me a story here. It's like, well, have you been masturbating? I'm like, what's masturbating? Because nobody has ever told me about masturbating. <laughs> ever. Right? Wait, so were you doing it? he tells it? me what masturbating is. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have been doing that. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's bad. Frequently. Like, what? Nobody ever told me that was bad. Ever. Once. Nobody told me not to do it. I was just expected to be born with this knowledge you you don't masturbate like okay and apparently a lot of the other deacons have been masturbating too and so they just like didn't let us pass sacrament for a few weeks come on punishment oh my god it was it was really weird also i've never heard of jump humping Congrats on your engagement. Thank you. Thank you. This is a, one of the best voicemails I think we've gotten in a really long time. Uh, first of all, how fucking awkward would it be to explain to your classmates? Like, oh, everybody else here is becoming fucking deacons. Why are you left behind? You're <laughs> oh like, oh, I was jerking it. <laughs> You're going to be known as like the jerking deacons. Second of all, the title of this voicemail was Asterios Needs Better Sources. So clearly you don't know the Mormon faith as much as you used to. Dude, Mormons are fucked up. I've never met a Mormon who was normal even that guy on 90 day fiance who's a mormon this is what happens when you don't talk to your kids about sex is they do weird shit without calling it skittily pooping or what is scootily pooping or whatever the fuck is it soaking just fuck just fuck if you're mormon and you listen to this just fuck it's fine don't do all this weird soaking shit it's definitely sex oh my god i wonder if the soaking rules apply to masturbating so if you're a woman you could just stick your fingers in there (laughs) but don't you dare move i mean you that would probably be pleasurable wait no are you allowed to use a vibrator if you got to get real specific about it you could stick a vibrator in there and then turn it off have your friend turn it on (laughs) so technically you didn't 
thrust in and out. So does that count? I need to. I need Zach. I need you to call in and tell me more Mormon stories. Yeah, because Mormons are fucking weird, dude. Here's what you need. You need one of those drinking birds like Homer got when he became fat, and then that turns on the app that activates your Bluetooth vibrating egg. Then it's the drinking bird's fault. You strategically place a remote like somewhere on campus where people are likely to find it. Like, oh, if somebody presses that button, like if somebody gets curious, presses it, then both of you are totally in the clear because you didn't tell them to press it and they didn't know what they were pressing. What kind of fucking vibrators are you buying that have like big red comedy buttons that you can slap from across campus? They may- How much range is on your vibrators? I mean, there couldn't be... A, why are you assuming I'm across campus? There could be like a circle type of thing. Like we had a little courtyard at my college. Like you could be sitting on one side of the courtyard and somebody picks up a remote from the other side of the courtyard. Maybe like 15 meters away from you. It was like, hey, oh, what's this? I'm going to press it. And then it's like turned on and you're like, oh, well, now I better enjoy this thing that has just happened to happen to me. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> no, now I know what you're saying. I thought you were in bed. No, but you're taking this thing on the go. I'm taking it on the road. You're a girl about town with this vibrator. Just It's just in a nonstop soak. You're just soaking all day. I imagine then it would be a pain in the ass to get the remote back. Like, that would be the hard part. Like, if they just pressed it, like, click, 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 oh, guess it does nothing, and then put it back down, that's cool. But what if they take it with them? I'm telling you, my drinking bird solution was the right solution. <laughs> Do you not know about the drinking bird? Do you I not know what that is? But I don't know, because it dips its head into water, right? Yeah. So yeah. how are you going to attach a button to that? No, it... D- no, you put water in it, and then it just, and then the water just makes the he- the, the the bird just keep dipping over and over. Then wouldn't it turn on, off, on, off, on, off? Yeah, but the, but the thing is, you have it so that when you press the button, it goes, zzz, 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 gives you like a little jolt That's, over and over and over again. Sounds like torture. <laughs> Okay. And for men. Maybe I don't know how lady. Okay, fine. Do your thing. Get a big red like button like from Austin Powers or something. Get the get the easy button from Staples and then hook that up with Bluetooth and then just have random people press it, take it away. You're going to spend a fortune in buttons when you could have just bought a drink at Bird. For men, I don't know how it would work for men because just holding your dick that doesn't, no. Maybe you could get an Ona hole and just stick, you could soak it in Ona hole. <laughs> you gotta get yourself like good and ready first. And, and that's gonna take like, you, like you can't just soak yourself to ready. I mean, can't you just like stare at a girl's ankles or something? <laughs> I guess that would work. And think about it or like, turn, are Mormons allowed to watch TV? I can think of a lot of sexual shit on TV these days. All right, well, look, let, look, let's see if some of these other voice... Okay, here we go. This next voicemail is called Soaking Expert Calls In. Maybe they'll let us know how we can get around this. Hey, this is Dag Zaggles. Hey, Dag. Which is a name I'm sure is not familiar to you at all. Oh, no, we know. This is the drug guy. Um, I'm oh, yeah. calling in about the soaking thing. Uh, luckily enough, I spent quite a bit of time in Provo, Utah, working. Uh, working at on your soak? Brigham Young University. No, he worked at BYU. <laughs> But I can confirm that pretty much everything you guys said was correct. You're welcome. Um, except for the oral outside of marriage thing. That's not allowed with them. But anyway, the kids who participate in things like uh, soaking and jump pumping are they're viewed as like the super uncool kids. What? They view them the way that you like 
you viewed the group of weirdos at your high school that got high on cough syrup. The goths? Right. <laughs> like, the, the bad kids in the Invader cool t-shirt. It's a very specific cool reference that is way after your time. Square. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, hope that uh, sheds some light on some stuff. Thanks. Yo, at BYU, there's nothing less cool than premarital sex? What kind of fucking bizarro universe is this college This in? is like backwards world. Wait, how the fuck would people know that you're, so- you're a soaker? Oh, you tell everybody that you're soaking. You're like, I soaked with Jimmy last night. But if it's like not a cool thing, I wouldn't tell anybody that I soaked with anybody. I don't know. Why are kids going around doing impressions of Gurr? It's not cool. They're just freaks, Sarantia. <laughs> you remember, who were the weird kids when you went to school? Like, what genre of weird? Like, name, describe for me the one specific person. Because I'll describe for you, millennials, the one specific person that everybody had in their entire class. And it is overweight girl in Cookie Monster sweatpants who walks the mile and has very thick eyeliner, usually has a bag of chips or something with her. And her hair is, if not black, it is dyed very poorly either red or blonde but the roots are coming in and it's brown and she keeps it in a very high ponytail she might have a lip piercing or a nose piercing but i know the only guarantee is that she's overweight and she's in cookie monster sweatpants and she does not try at any of gym class things and she thinks she's better than it and honestly she's kind of based for it yo when you say cookie monster sweatpants do you literally just mean sweatpants that say cookie monster on them and have like a picture of cookie monster yes okay i just i just want to make sure there wasn't some style thing i was missing yo walks the mile is the most you just activated my memories oh really yeah because we had like karate girl in our high school oh my fucking god no tell me about karate <laughs> she was just a girl who wore a karate headband non-stop not a naruto headband it like it was just a white headband with a red circle on it like the karate kid wore in the movie the karate kid she definitely walked the mile uh curly hair glasses braces um she was like always eating chips or something like that <laughs> Um, we had some goth kids in my school. Like the the South Park representation of goth kids was painfully accurate. I was like, oh my god, that's that's Jenny. She goes to our school. But I don't know, the goth kids at least like you got the sense that they had sex, which was fine, and like they smoked weed and stuff like Karate girl, I don't even think she ever did karate. Dude, the weird kids in my school were the fucking meanest. The goth kids were kind of cool. Like, they were nice, at least. Like, they looked fucking scary, but they were very nice. Sometimes I would sit with the goth kids at lunch and be just, like, this wall of Hot Topic, and then me, like, in my cheerleading uniform, like, doo-doo-doo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Totally out of place. But, no, the fucking worst kid in my school was this weird kid that, I don't know what was up his fucking ass, but he was such a dick. Not only was he weird, but he was a fucking dick to everybody he was in my uh geometry class and he when somebody would get something wrong he'd like scoff very loudly so everybody could hear it <laughs> did i ever tell you okay, a story hold about on this? hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna do an impression uh i'm gonna be like uh uh a a, a, a right triangle is a triangle where uh two sides are longer than the third side <laughs> and then he raises his hand Ah, uh, yes, uh, Billy. Uh, Miss Carol, actually, uh, a right triangle is a triangle that, that has a 90-degree angle in one of the corners, which is something that we learned a very long time ago. I 
think you're right. Damn it. No, you're wait. Then wait, then I was right. I was trying to say a right triangle does have two sides longer than the third side. What the fuck are you talking about? No, it doesn't. Okay. An equilateral triangle has all sides the same. Yes. Therefore, every other triangle must definitionally have two sides longer than the third side. Okay, maybe you are right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it just has to equal 180, right? <laughs> I mean, all of the vertices of a, all of the angles have to equal 180. I don't know. This is for fucking nerds. I we, look, <laughs> I, that kid is listening to this right now, scoffing his fucking ass off. Well, yes. He couldn't even make fun of him correctly. Scoff your ass off, bitch. He would. Uh, he, he was the only one in our goddamn physics class. We had these. Th- we had these physics notebooks that uh, you would have to sit there and do problems in them like the teacher would say like do problems five six seven eight in the textbook on this page and we go home and what we would do is we would just not do them and of then course. trade books with our friends and then they'd be like okay now come up here and write your partner's grade <laughs> just give us a hundred and oh my god we tried so hard to not sit next to that kid because he was the only one that was like uh, uh didn't do any of the workbook assignments so i need to give her a zero <laughs> Oh my god, this little freak. No, I remember like running for lunch because my physics class was right after lunch. I'd be like, run like across this fucking campus with thousands of students, sprint up the steps, jump over a barricade so I could sit next to one of my friends and not this fucking freak. I, we had like a trivia portion of my history class. Like, um, like weird, like pop culture trivia. Um, and my history teacher would open with it every day. And like, if you got the trivia questions right, you would like get extra credit. And I am now having a flashback of myself freaking out like Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. Because when I knew the answer, I'd be like, oh, 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 me, 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 me. And oh, that's I remember, fucking embarrassing. I, yes, it is embarrassing to live through now in my mind. And I remember them going like this television show saw its five-year mission end this week with the close of the shadow of vorlon and like but like the moment he said five-year mission like i was screaming i was like me 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 mr bayron me 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 and he and, the, and like he does not want to call me like he knows i know the answer he's trying to give other kids extra credit he knows i don't even need the extra credit and i was like babylon five <laughs> I remember that might be the only time I ever enjoyed myself <laughs> at school is when the answer to a question was legitimately Babylon 5. I remember, oh my God, that's so fucking embarrassing. Mm. That teacher must have hated you. Like, yeah, probably. Actually, Babylon 5 was renewed for a sixth season. It was not. <laughs> You're thinking of the Babylon 5 spinoff crusade. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. I think the only moment that I've had like that is at one point we were playing some kind of, did you hear teachers do that thing where you, before like a big test, instead of having actual class, you'd like play a review game i don't know what that is oh okay so in my high school we would play like just a game where we'd group into teams and then we'd like write answers down and hold them up like the teacher would ask a question of an example of something that might be on the test and then our teams would like decide on an answer and shout it out and then whoever got it right first got like bonus points or whoever ended up winning at the end got like bonus points on the test (laughs) okay i mean look we didn't have anything like that that sounds kind of useful and adorable oh no it was but the one time i was the last person to go up there it was like family feud style and the the question was i remember this clear as a fucking bell because it's burned into my brain the question was something like you know that the crosswalk when you press the button yeah it was like why do the crosswalks beep and i screamed for deaf people. <laughs> 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 I 
Dodge? Are you fucking stupid? Wait, what? They think you're stupid because you didn't do the whole thing of like writing it down in the paper? No, I said for deaf people instead of for blind people oh, because deaf well, people okay. can't hear now the people. I'm stupid. No, I'm realizing I'm stupid. Oh, look, before we go on to the, to the next voicemail, let's see what we can remember about triangles real fast. Okay. Just say anything about triangles. Okay, all of the angles on the inside of a triangle have to add up to 180. Okay, we've already said that. On, we just Fuck. said that a couple of minutes ago. Okay. Um, are those things, the angles, are angles called vertices? I don't think so. I think vertices are a thing in physics that like something, a vertice is going a direction. Okay, like a line that like goes on into space forever. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Triangle, uh, triangle, triangle. They've got three sides. Yes, they do have three sides. Okay, they're strong. They're the strongest. Oh, Wait, a, what do you got? A squared plus B squared equals C squared. The Pythagorean theorem. That's uh, how you can tell if you have two of the... Uh, Whatchamacallits, you can, the two of the lengths, you can tell the third one. Excellent. With that. Okay. Um, they look cool. I like you know, triangles. Like, triangles look cool. A very sharp shape. Uh, in the hit Netflix show Squid Game, a triangle is one of the shapes that they have to use for the honeycomb game that they play. Oh, is that another one of those games where, like, if you don't do it correctly, like, 18 uh, of Korean actors die? Yeah, I'm so fucking pissed, dude. Did I tell you how I fucking spoiled myself for that goddamn show? I'm so angry. So, listeners, I've been really, really into this Squid Game show. Somebody called it Danganronpa for Normies, and I haven't stopped thinking about it for, like, three days. <laughs> That's one million percent correct. But um, if you don't know, it's it's Danganronpa for normies. It's a bunch of people. They get together. They play games. If you lose the game, you die. Blah, blah, blah. It's every, every fucking murder game show that's ever been made. And I'm trying so hard, Asterios. I'm trying so hard not to goddamn spoil this show for myself. I am like, when I t- open the chat in my uh, friend group and I see the word squid, I automatically close it and I don't talk to my friends for the whole day. Someone sent a meme in our little group that said it was <laughs> that was a squid game meme. And I was like, do not talk about this anymore. I'm only on episode three. I'm on like episode seven now. But oh my fucking God, how I got spoiled for it. I even haven't even been tweeting about it because I don't want one of you fuckers to come in and be like, hey, this guy dies. I've been saving everything and I don't even watch it unless I'm on the treadmill because I'm that into it. It inspires me to exercise. And this fucking Netflix account on Twitter, the Netflix Twitter account, I'm casually just scrolling through my feed and I see a tweet from the official Netflix Twitter account with a bunch of characters from the show. I swear to God, I am not making this up with the caption, people who deserved better and a colon with the obvious implication being there being that all of them die and I I saw two of the characters because one is uh, not Korean so he jumps out really fast and I was like ah so I scrolled away from it and then the next episode it was like it was between that guy and another Korean guy and I'm like well fuck this fuck this I knew was fucking winning this one fuckers I hate you Netflix I blocked the Netflix account after that good for you look it's one thing to be spoiled by just a casual tweet or like a friend of yours Netflix should fucking no better i hope that intern got fucking fired why the fuck would you tweet a spoiler to your own fucking show 
Yeah, that makes no sense. It's just like way to guaranteed anger like your customer base. Yeah, and it's not like this is, it's not like, oh, at the end of Titanic, the boat sinks type of thing. This has been out for what, a month? A couple weeks? It's the most popular Netflix show of all time. So clearly people are still watching it. Like it, that's ridiculous that they did that. That's absurd. I hope people like I didn't I wanted to get away from it as fast. Like I saw that one character and then I saw another character I recognized and then I scrolled so fast that I didn't see who else was in the picture. But I hope man, I hope people bitched about that in the comments. I'm not going back to look, but yeah. I hope you guys bitched hard. I hope someone lost their job during the pandemic because of this. I unironically hope that, by the way. No, me too. Yes. That is the gravest offense is spoiling this show for me because I yeah. love it so much. Usually I don't like the people health insurance is tied to their employment because I don't like when you lose your job you also lose your ability to go to the doctor except this time I'm glad that this guy is going to lose their ability to go to the doctor and I provide hope, for their family I hope this Netflix guy gets put in a squid game <laughs> <laughs> squid games okay are you done watching squid game I am seven episodes out of nine episodes in okay there's two left um look you don't have to say anything to this but uh, I mean isn't it the thing that always happens with these dang and rampa games? Like literally everybody dies but the main character. Isn't that the point of these dumb games? Usually in Danganronpa, a couple of them live, like oh, five and some change, really? usually. Yeah, or like three three to five people, I'd say. In most okay. And I have a feeling that's what they're going for here, but I don't know. I'm very excited. <laughs> Look, whatever they do in Danganronpa is clearly what they're going to do in this show. I mean, right? It's just, it's dang around the TV show, but it's, instead of a teddy bear, it's what, like a council of gamblers or it's, something? Uh, unironically, MF Doom. Oh, there's someone in a mask? Yes. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Like, and it cool. looks like the MF Doom mask. On purpose? I don't know. That's great. All right. Oh, speaking of great, our next voicemail is called Soaking Non Expert Calls In. Excellent. Hey, Saranja. Hey, Asterios. Congratulations on the uh, the prenuptials and everything. That. Thank you. Um, it's Pinky. Uh, Pinky! You said to call in about soaking, so I decided to call in and tell you about my favorite, like, subdivision of soaking that I've learned about. It's called soft surf. So, like, essentially, you get your dick real good and hard, and you put it up in the butt, right? And then you just r- lay there and soak for a while until you go soft. And then you let them like push it out like a turd with the butt. It's pretty pretty rad. Meaning stop. Uh, I don't think this guy's a real soaker. <laughs> that sounds pretty Mormon. Because here's the thing, and look, I'm not here to judge anybody's religion, but if there's any religion that would love soft serve over hard packed ice cream, it would be the Mormon faith. I totally believe that. Every one of them looks like a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> it's just it's like it's easier on the lips. There's less There's less uh, brain freeze with it. You can put little jimmies or, oh, by the way, now I know all the phrases for sprinkles. Oh, really? Because a couple episodes ago, we didn't know what they called sprinkles in other countries. Some people call them jimmies, of course. Did you know that in Australia, they call them hundreds of thousands? Hundreds and thousands, yes. Hundreds and thousands? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. That's so fucking great. God damn it. Um... 
What do you like better, hard-packed ice cream or soft serve? Um, I don't really eat ice cream. I haven't eaten ice cream in so long. But I would have to say, whichever one comes in a cone and you can lick it for an extended period of time, because I want to carry it around with me. Because usually if I'm getting ice cream, I'm like at a fair or at Disney World or something. I don't want to carry around a cup. That's fucking stupid. I want to let lick, 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 lick. Okay, then you want hard-packed ice cream. Yeah. Like traditional ice. Yeah, hard-packed ice cream is way better. Like soft serve ice cream... So they do the fun thing where they'll twist the vanilla and the chocolate together. Like, I do like that. But like soft serve ice cream, you have to finish it literally in the Carvel. I was about to say, they start melting immediately. <laughs> yeah, like the moment, it's a real race against time. Ice cream is supposed to be relaxing, not like a chore. With now, soft serve, if you don't finish it fast, like you're like, oh, I just wasted six bucks. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, ice cream, ice cream, maybe one of the reasons why I don't really like ice cream is because it's never been a chore for me, like when you get an ice cream, I hate when they put a scoop and then a scoop precariously balanced on top of it. Because even that's why I have anxiety now is as a child. I used to eat that all the time. and be like, ah, ah, I can't enjoy this. I need to <laughs> lick as fast as I can to stop my hand. From my, my hand's going to be all sticky all afternoon. I was feeling stressed out today. Um, listeners, I, I think I've told some of you this just offline, but I am now working two jobs at the same time. I have like a day job and a night job because I'm, I'm trying trying to save up to for the wedding because this wedding is going to cost a little bit of money yeah um and, and i am selling my body on the streets <laughs> come on out how much five dollars you know i'll just pay you that money to hang out here with the money from my second job oh, you can't afford me you just said it was five dollars yeah but i didn't say in which currency in okay in what currency ounces of gold that's not a Five barrels of oil, (laughs) refined and ready to ship. All right, all right, moving on. Five futures contracts for silver. (laughs) I guess all these things are technically a kind of currency. Um, Yeah, so I went to Carvel today, and uh, there was like... There was a lady and uh, her kid ahead of me, and they ordered an incredibly complicated specialty shake that has to do with the movie Hocus Pocus and Disney's 31 Days of Halloween. Oh, sorry. Freeform's 31 Days of Halloween. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. (laughs) Yeah. And um, it took so long that she felt bad for me, and so I ordered like just a medium mint chocolate chip. She gave me the biggest fucking second scoop. The second scoop was like eight scoops tall. The second scoop that she gave me precariously buttressed on the first scoop was was taller than the entire fucking cup. And I felt like I had to eat the whole thing. Um, it was a little bit stressful. I was like, I guess I'm gonna hang out in this Carvel and eat this. Yeah, man, fuck ice cream. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't be walking around with this. This thing's gonna get to oh, and then. I had mini M and M's put on it because, like, that was kind of the reason I got the ice cream. I was like, just bought mini M and M's. I I realized later that I should have because the ice cream at Carvel. I don't know. At least this ice cream, I got the mint chocolate chip Oreo. It did not taste that great. You could taste how old it was. You could taste like the old chunks of freezer burn ice in every bite. Yeah, I know where that Carvel is located. I would be very surprised if that place sees like more than one customer a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I immediately felt bad for the Carvel. It was like a dollar store. It, it, uh, it, like, imagine a Carvel that looks as like dirty and shitty as a dollar store. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. It was also like a half Carvel, half Cinnabon. And those Cinnabons had clearly been there for a couple of days. And there was just one 14-year-old girl manning the whole fucking operation. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I, feel, I feel bad for all this. And I especially felt bad for me because that ice cream was not that great. Oh, I have a question for you. Please. Just real quick to cut in. All right, so uh, it's a COVID-19. So many business 
businesses have gone out of business. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed is, is those sketchy bodegas that have like candy and three pieces of fruit on the shelf are all still in business. Yeah. So that basically confirms my theory that I've had for a long time that these places are all fronts for something. Yes. It, can you imagine how easy it would be to launder drug money just a couple of bucks at a time? Like, yeah, oh yeah, a crescent roll, uh, two seventy-five. Oh, coffee, a buck fifty. The entire a bodega is entirely cash. You're not using your credit card. You're right. just buying some Starbursts. Yeah. Oh my god. And like, there were a nice restaurants have gone out of business. Yet these fucking invincible bodegas are all still. And there's one like. 10 feet away from another one like in new york they're like on every fucking block so clearly they're supposedly competing with one another but i think they're competing for is drug money yeah it's great it's really really cool because everybody wins they get to launder like druggies get drugs they get to launder their money like which i think we can all agree that avoiding tax avoidance is basis basis fuck you know before we're talking about what's the coolest crime Tax evasion is the coolest of crimes, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it's so common. It's like you get a, it's like a Pokemon card. You know, they have rarities. Right. It's just so common that it's not, it's not worth as much, in my opinion. Okay. No, I guess that's true. Because everybody's cheating on their taxes all the time, ever. Yeah. I just, I still really like it. It's like, no, fuck you. I want my money. But, Mm -hmm. um, oh, what was I going to say? But they're open 24 hours. You know, you get to eat like a very, if you're sad one night, you can go there and get like a very, very, very old carton of Americone Dream that has like clearly been around since Colbert was on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. Or like one of those ramen packets, like the Korean ramen, the Shin ramen ones. Yeah. All of them have them. You can get two beers for $5. <laughs> Just the sky's the limit as long as you have cash. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. I, I fucking love bodegas. And yeah, and today... I went to a couple of different bodegas looking for this one new kind. Con- like the reason I went to Carvel at the end of the day was I went to a couple of different bodegas. We're all on the same block looking for this one kind of Ben and Jerry's. There's this like new kind of Ben and Jerry's that has like mint cookies built in. Oh, actually, speaking of like fast food stuff, my McDonald's plug. You might remember like a couple episodes ago, I told everybody that I have a buddy that works on the McDonald's marketing team. Yeah, he's the- he came up. With the idea for the Sahwiti Sahweepstakes. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah. Tell them good job. <laughs> yeah, I will. I did and I will. Um, Did you see the McRib's back? I know the McRib is back. Damn, this fucking pandemic has lasted through two seasons of McRib. I know. Just look, look like, I'll talk about the McRib in a second. But um, he said that there's this new thing at McDonald's. It's only going to be around for like another week or two. It's the Pull Apart Donut. Have you seen this? I have not. Okay. So... It's this like little glazed cinnamon bun thing. And it looks like a fucking landmine of deliciousness. And then you can pull little baby donuts off of it. So like it so it's like eating like eight little mini donuts and then bridged but when you pull it apart, there's like a whole like river of uh of dipping goo and icing that you could see in every pull apart. So it's it's apparently really good. Oh, that sounds really good. We should get that tomorrow. Yeah, we should get that tomorrow. But it, apparently that's going well like on October 15th or October 18th. He texted me cuz he was like I know this is. I know you're going to want to try this. I know you're a leaves. McDonald's enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, and then he sent me a picture of his pull apart donut. I was 
was like, God damn, that looks really fucking good. Oh, my diet. Ouch, my diet. <laughs> All right, but the McRib is back. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm debating whether I want one. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm serious. I'm so sad. Did you get the McRib last time it was back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah, I love the McRib. Okay, so you're going to get the McRib. It probably, I don't know. The McRib is a total crapshoot because it's... It, the, the crapshoot there, the variance, is whether or not the stoned teenagers working at McDonald's remember to put enough sauce on it. Yeah. Because if you get one that's stoned and just lets the sauce go and it's like all over the place, that's the good kind of McRib. But then sometimes you get them that, sometimes they just forget the sauce completely. What? That sounds fucking disgusting. Oh yeah, no, then it's dry as dick and you have to go ask for barbecue sauce. It's not the same. No, it's a, it's a different kind of sauce. All right. What would be, what's worse? And I, I know neither of these are great, but like, tell me which one is worse. Okay. McRib, patty, no sauce, or McRib, sauce, no patty. Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm going to go McRib, sauce, no patty. I'm going to say that's better, because right? Because those patties, yeah, no, they're those patties are sketch, but you really can't tell when it's dunked in the sauce. Yeah, because there's so much sauce there. It dazzles the eye and, and uh, dazzles the mouth. Yeah, and the bread, look, the, the bread is good. Those buns are good. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. They put uh, butter in them, I think. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, we have, uh, ooh, we have two more voicemails. This one's called Cranberry Dave Talks About Sexy Men. Hey, Loudest Podcast. It's legendary hip-hop producer Cranberry Dave. Cranberry Dave has been possessed and by Tony Soprano. I've been aware that there's a new Undertale out. And with a new Undertale, there's a new Undertale Tumblr Sexy Man. And that re- that made me think that there's not enough Tumblr Sexy Man content on the Loudest Podcast. And I think there could be a fun, like, Funko or Faco kind of bit. where Because if you, in case you don't know, a Tumblr Sexy Man is when Tumblr takes a fucking character from anything, be it... Uh, Dr. Robotnik from the Sonic the Hedgehog Live movie, fucking Plankton, Bill Cipher, the Triangle from Gravity Falls, Sans, Skeleton from Undertale, uh, any, any, uh, the Onceler also, any weird crazy thing and just, uh, relentlessly simp over it. Alright, I'm gonna hit stop here. I, I get, hey, I'm one of the many saints of Newark over here and I love jer- jerking off to Squidward, Invader Zim. While Luigi, what is with this impression he's doing? I want to fuck the skeleton from Undertale, the tall one, not the short one. There's multiple skeletons. I want one of the skeletons. I do not want the other skeleton. I think there's only two skeletons in the Undertale. I personally want to fuck the flower thing. <laughs> I want to have sex with the one slut. Hey, hey, it's it's me, legendary rap producer Cranberry Soprano. I'm looking to fuck C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> Cranberry Dave, Dog is that... Dogwing duck. <laughs> what were you saying? Cranberry Dave, is that actually how you talk? Or are you I don't think so. I, we've played voicemails with him before. I don't know why he's talking like that. And maybe he moved to like a, a Italyist part of Italy, or not I- even Italy. Moved like, to Newark? Yeah, moved to Newark, and then now he lives above an Italian restaurant or something. <laughs> it's like developing. A bottle of red, a bottle of white. I'm gonna hug lunch, pad McQuack all night. Gross. Okay, so what can we simp over on this show? Who's a sexy fictional character? Oh, yeah, we need an official thing to simp over. It has to be special and unique. It can't be an actual hot anime character. It has to be something special. All right. What about Old Man Luke Skywalker? I don't know who that is. You've seen, you know who Old Man Luke Skywalker is. Is it Mark Hamill? Yes. Mm. Old, old, like, like gruff daddy old Mark Hamill. 
grumpy old Mark Hamill. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know if you're allowed to have, make it real people, though. You feel okay. like they're cartoons. That's fine. All right, cartoons. All right, let's think. Let's put our brains together. What about Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> okay, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. He's rich. He's ambitious. Uh, he works really hard. He's got like a like a parenting streak. Like he takes care. Of, you know, he takes care of Huey, Dewey, and Louie while Donald is fucking away at World War II fighting the goddamn Nazis. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could see Scrooge McDuck having a daddy thing going on. Okay. So that's our official simp mascot is we want to fuck Scrooge McDuck. We want to fuck Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> if you're a furry artist, and I know some of you are, <laughs> please draw a Scrooge McDuck with a huge penis and send it in. I'm- and I'll send you some stickers. I want Scrooge McDuck jumping out of the money bin, totally nude, just his dick there for his corkscrew penis there for the whole world to see. Oh, yeah. I could see it right now. I could see the fan art. It's him laying on his back, swimming in his money pit, looking at the camera suggestively at his huge corkscrew penis sticking out. Maybe it's got like a coin on top of it. Yeah, it's got his lucky dime on top of it. And then Mrs. like Webley or Wembley is like off to the side like with like hearts in her eyes oh yeah i love it so for furry artists there's some fodder for you all right welcome fat fat fatties (laughs) (laughs) the loudest podcast loudest on the internet hey fatty fatty keep eating fatty whoever's listening to this oh my goodness (laughs) my name's sriracha and i'm here to say that i'm addicted to video games and very stressed (laughs) oh no Okay, well, hey, I'm uh, Sriracha's co-host, Asteris Kokodos. Before we get to the, the these video games, uh, thank you so much to everybody who wished us uh, a happy engagement and congratulated us on our engagement. I forgot how, I don't know, it was just really nice. It was incredibly touching. Like, so many people from, like, every point in my life, at least, like, would made nice little comments on Instagram, nice little comments on Twitter. People like sent me emails and DM'd us. Aww. It was just really, really sweet. It was really sweet. I got a bunch of cute little messages too. So if you sent me a message congratulating me on my engagement, then you're not fat. You're very skinny. Yeah, you're a skinny legend. Skinny in fact. legend. <laughs> um, yo, but you're what? What video game are you addicted to? Okay, so I downloaded just for shits and gigs this uh research or I guess it's called a raising simulator. Okay. And I have I can't stop playing it now. It's called Chinese Parrots. <laughs> What's up? The, the video game is called Chinese Parents. It is called Chinese Parents, and apparently it is <laughs> incredibly popular in China. Okay. <laughs> so what it is, and this is going to sound like when I describe this, it's going to sound like the most mundane shit. But I got to tell you, it is absolutely addicting. So what it is is you take the role of a pair of Chinese parents and you schedule out every second of your kid's life, like as a tiger mom, like even from infancy, your parents have like expectations for you like walk around and crawl and you need to develop these skills and the eventual goal at the end of it is to pass this uh big scary exam that all of china has to take apparently called I- i'm gonna pronounce this wrong gao cow is how they spell it g-a-o-k-a-o so it's like their sats or something it's like that but a hundred thousand times more intense oh god no <laughs> like their characters in the game are like if you fail Gao, the people in my class who didn't do well on gao cow never managed to find jobs <laughs> <laughs> 
worst thing you can do in China, not become a productive member of society. Yeah, no, so you have to like raise the kid and there's so many fun little idiosyncrasies. Like as you become a teenager, you have the opportunity to like interact with your classmates and if you don't do it, you get depressed (laughs) and stressed out. Um, No, it's so much fun. And part of the reason why it's so fun is you have to find somebody to marry in high school. You have to like build a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't get the partner bonus. But the most fun part of this game is after you complete Gaokao and you go to work and you get married, then you have a child of your own. And you can see like the entire thing, like et cetera, et cetera, like for multiple generations. I think I'm on generation seven. Of this this one family? Yeah, and I've never fucking managed to make my kid a computer programmer. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. What do you do to make your kid a like? How do you make your kid a computer programmer? You have to attain a a series of a very special set of skills. allow you to program a computer but i don't know why the requirements are for them are so astronomically high like you'll in a single turn maybe get like 200 action or not 200 like 75 action points and for most of the game unlocking computer programming costs like 999 action points jesus christ so you have to burn through like pretty much if you choose to be the computer program you can't do like anything else like fuck the gal cow fuck all your other classes we doing computer programming <laughs> from 9 a.m in the morning till 9 p.m. at night. Is this the game you were talking about where you were like, you have to teach your baby physics and algebra? Yeah, oh my God, it's so much fun. So after you get married and you pass Gao Kao and uh, you go on Generations, you get special skills. You get like stat bonuses from your parents and mm. that leads to some like hilarious after you've stacked enough of them because they stack from generation to generation. So after you've stacked enough of it, it's like, do you want to teach your kindergartner advanced physics? <laughs> Because you can burn through the stats quicker. That's so gr- okay. And th- all right, I'm now remembering this because because uh, I remember there was one thing like in my Chinese household, we always had like the red envelopes. Did you see that like there was like a red envelope mini game in this game? Oh yeah, there's a red envelope mini game. It's like one of those things where you know there's like a bar sliding. You have to press the button at the exact right time when it's in the middle. Yeah, it's that. But you have to balance between saying no to the red envelopes and taking the red envelopes. If you do it incorrectly, like if you swing too far to the side on your side, then your mom is like, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing? You can't just take their money. Here, give me that." And you don't get <laughs> you don't get the you don't get the money you can spend the money at like a small general store we can buy snacks and textbooks and pretty much that's it (laughs) (laughs) and um if you uh just let it go too hard then your mom's like look at this child come on it's a gift between family give that to me (laughs) then you also don't get the money (laughs) oh my god that's It's so good. It's so much fun. People say, people on the forums that I've been reading for this game say it's more hard to play as a girl, but honestly, I'm finding it significantly easier. To play as a girl? Yeah, because you don't need to. So if you're playing as a guy, you need to like actively court a woman okay. <laughs> in the school, which is difficult because it takes like 20 action points to t- even talk to them. And then you, it's one of those uh, dating sim things. You have to pick between three dialogue options. And it's, I don't know if it's a bad translation or something, but half of them make no fucking sense. Can you give me like an example? Uh, encourage to sing. You can click on that. And then the guy starts singing, glory to the motherland. And sometimes <laughs> they like it. And sometimes they don't. But that's fucking weird. And sometimes it'd be like, like a lot of them do make sense. It'd be like, give a ticket to karaoke. Uh, talk about school. Or like, It'll have what I assume are song lyrics to popular songs in China. It would just be like, Dear My Me. <laughs> you can 
click on that one. And, and then he'll start singing Dear My Me. Yeah, like some fucking Chinese song, I guess. And then it's like, it's very hard. Um, so Well, that's kind of fun that like there's like this little like dating sim based in it. So like, can you spend like all your time like trying to, you know, hook up with other I mean, like, how, like, how does the dating sim part of this work? You can talk to them without consequence twice a day. And, <laughs> without consequence? And then after that, it becomes like a role thing. And every time it gets progressively, like your mom is like, what are you doing on your phone? <laughs> As if you roll like the wrong number, then your mom is like, get off that fucking phone. And you're like, I can't message my girlfriend for a few days. Oh, no. And then that sets you back in the courting. Yeah. But when you're a woman, all you need to do is like set it and forget it. Like you choose like choose an after school friend. And you click on the person you want to see after school. That's it. <laughs> you just let it run. And the, the, the relationship points start stacking up. Wow. Okay. This Game definitely sounds like it was designed by a Chinese man. Yeah, no, and it's so easy to figure out. Like, you know how you have to just randomly choose for the women? You have to basically just randomly choose for the women. Uh, like, do you want to talk about Idaru's school or sing the fucking Chinese national anthem in the middle of the hallway? For the girls, the questions are so easy. It's like, here, I bought you this keychain. And one answer will be, fuck you. The other one will be like, go kill yourself. The third one will be, wow, thanks a lot. Okay. So it's pretty easy to discern which one is going to make the other character happy. I'm detecting a little bit of a bias. This may be made by a Chinese incel who's like, well, it's so much easier for these Stacys to, to find a, a husband than it is for me to find a wife. Um, you told me, I think that like, you get penalized for talking to them too much, but then later you get penalized for not talking to them enough. Oh yeah, no, you get penalized like when the the whole game is getting ready for this final exam and collecting skills, and while you're playing the main game, your mom will be like, "Get off your fucking phone! What are you doing on your fucking phone?" And then you graduate, and it tells you like it tells you your final score, and then it gives you a career based on that. The first time I played, I got neat. <laughs> Like N-E-E-T. And then the most recent time I played, I got some kind of specialist doctor because I've got like stacking skills on it. But then after that, it's like, soon enough, your parents start fretting about your marriage. Who do you want to get married to? And it'll show you the three classmates that you had the highest like ranking with. And uh, you uh, want, ideally, you have like 80 relationship points i think that's where it maxes out because it's like 80 percent is the highest chance but there's still like 20 percent chance you will get rejected no even if you've like maxed out the intimacy meter so you just randomly pick one and then if you haven't hung out with enough girls or you get rejected then you marry like a random npc and you don't get any special stat bonuses and also the art is ugly (laughs) the worst possible ending terrible You've been up until three in the morning now a couple of times playing this game. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so addictive. I don't even know why it's so addictive. I think it's just because I'm so fucking stressed that I'm just dumping it on my fake cartoon dot. <laughs> my fake cartoon tray. Like, yeah, it is kind of funny, though, because when once you get like you can start teaching kids ridiculous, like, oh, the infant is learning how to write a novel. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. As someone with at least one Chinese parent, this I this absolutely relates. I, I, I relate to this really, really hard, especially the thing about the red envelope. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because it's like you need to reject it a certain amount of times. But if you reject it too much, then 
your aunt or grandma will just genuinely think you don't want the money. Oh, yeah, no, there's like dialogue options as the thing swings to it'll be like, no, I can't take it. I'm old now. I can't have you rejecting our customs. Please, I can't take your money. You'll make me lose faith face by not accepting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, the red envelopes when I was growing up, they each had like a calculation on them where it was like, you get this much money if your grades are this good and you get this much money for your age and you get this much money because you're the oldest or you got like this much money because you're the youngest. Sounds like fucking algebra problem. It was very Chinese. <laughs> yeah, we invented algebra. We have abacuses and shit. You know why we have abacuses? To figure out how much money our grandkids get or don't get. There's um, also these little mini questions. Apparently this game, uh, it just got translated into English. I don't know when because I didn't buy it. I torrented it. But um, sometimes it'll randomly have like, in addition to whatever you pack your schedule, your infant schedule with, there will also be like random chance events. And sometimes it'll have a little thing at the bottom that says, has something like this ever happened to you? And every single time I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Who is this happening to? And then I click yes just to see what happens with like 40,000 people have had this similar thing. Like here's an example. Uh, as an infant, sometimes we get this random event that's like you run into a chair and start crying. Granny starts beating up the chair. Is that a thing Chinese people do? That sounds very Chinese to me. That never happened to me. Um, but, uh, I can definitely imagine my grandma being like, bad chair, bad, and like smacking the chair with a spoon. There's, um, the teacher in this game is fucking hysterical because every dialogue is like, if you ripped out a stereotypical Chinese tiger mom, like every line of dialogue that the teacher says is exactly like that. Like the teacher is like, we have a new rule in school. You have to cut your hair. Uh, boys' hair can't be touching their ears, and girls' hair can't be past their shoulder. It says, like, class groans. And she says, shut up. You never show this enthusiasm for studying. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes your mom will be like, you'll be on the phone with your friend, and your mom will be like, what are you doing? And you'll be like, I'm talking to my best friend. She'll be like, this is time you could be studying. <laughs> Just to wrap up, I remember you telling me about this one mini game where you have to, where, like, you have to attack other parents through pass passive aggressiveness. Oh, it's so. This is the. It's called a face battle, which I don't totally understand this myself. But I've watched a couple of Chinese YouTubers talk about this. There's like the concept of losing face mm -hmm. means like. I, no, I I can tell you about the concept of losing face. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, it's ju it's it's just to suffer embarrassment. Like um, they like in Chinese culture. You want to, like, if there's ever some sort of, like, diplomatic row or rift, you want to create a situation where everybody saves face, uh, where, like, nobody looks bad, nobody looks embarrassed. So, like, protecting face is important. Well, in this game, you want to use your face to fuck up your neighbors. What? <laughs> so, as you gain skills, you can, like, if you do the right combination, like, physics writing, physics writing, physics writing, you'll get, like, an achievement, like, mini Newton or something, scientist, sure. and you use the and the rarity of the skills depends how many hit points you can deal out at the other parents. And what it is, it's just five rounds of just being as passive aggressive as humanly possible. Like, oh, wow, your ch child is so plump. They must be healthy. And then it says their appearance hit. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you'll fly her back like, oh, your child is memorizing Tang Dynasty poems. That's nice. My child can read them backwards. And then I'll do like 20 hit points to the other parent. Oh, my. Okay. So, oh, wow. So parents are literally using their kids like Pokemon. Yeah. Like uh-huh. their kids achieving like Pokemon. God damn. Um, I've been playing this pretty cool game and I played a round of it with you, Sriracha, because now I don't want to play it without you. Like I played it against the bot a couple of times, but like I feel guilty that I'm playing without Sriracha. It's you called, please play without me because I don't understand it. You don't understand wingspan? I don't. Tell the me more. Bird spotting game? <laughs> oh my goodness, this game is so great. All right. It's based on one of those super complicated board games like Settlers of Catan or Ticket to Ride. You are a bird watcher, and you must successfully spot the birds that have the highest star rating. So, like, if you spot, like, just some, like, kind of shitty budgie, that's just, like, a two-star bird. But, like, if you spot, like, the northern wood-crested red-peckered pelican or something, it's, like, a seven-star bird. Damn. And you can, like, lay out little traps. Like, you can create little nests and nesting boxes and, like, take care of their eggs. And you can, like, get special kind of feed to try to attract, like, the coolest and rarest of birds. And I've been playing this. The The computer is consistently spotting better birds than me. And fucking cheating. Yeah, which like upsets it and frustrates and irritates me. But listeners, if you're looking for a video game that is less about stressing out your Chinese kids and more about just like learning fun bird facts, it's spending time with birds. It's called Wingspan. It's on sale. And on if you Steam want right to now. torment a Chinese infant, you download Chinese Parrots. It's on Steam. It's on English. I could also hit, help you out if you need it. What's that website that you go to? to it's called like ITT.com. Or IGG Games. IGG Games? Yeah, and it's like this database of just thousands of video games that you can download just from popular things to weird shit that hasn't been translated into English yet. Oh, well, that's pretty fucking awesome. All right, I, I got to check out IGG Games. Um, Yo, before we go, I just want to switch topics real quick. Uh, listeners, if you're anything like me, you get served a lot of cookies on Instagram. And I, I, Actually, let me rephrase this. You get served a lot of ads for cookies on Instagram. <laughs> um. You know, I get like Instagram knows what I want. It it knows I want like cookies and chocolates and things like that. So it'll be like, oh, here's like a rare chocolate or like here's a kind of coffee that's like that, that tastes like donuts. And uh, I've been getting these Instagram ads nonstop from this company called Fat and Weird Cookies. And I was like, you know what? I really like that name. <laughs> and they take pictures of these cookies. Where it's like we've put two entire peanut butter cups inside this giant one pound peanut butter cookie dough thing. And then we've also put a bunch of like mini M&Ms in it and we've covered it in powdered sugar. And we'll FedEx it to you for like $15. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, or or they'll be like, here's a bunch of like inside out Oreos that like we've wrapped in the kind of dough that like an inside out Oreo is made in and we'll send it to you for five dollars. <laughs> and I got served these ads so many times that I was just like, you know what? You win fat and weird cookies. <laughs> I will order the fat and weird cookies. And the shipping cost about as much as the cookies did. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. But like finally, 
One day, I was so excited, I ran downstairs because I got a little text on my phone. It's like, your fat and weird cookies are here. And I ate these fat and weird... And I gave you some of these fat and weird cookies, too. You did. And uh, my face hurt after eating these cookies. My face hurt so fucking much. They did not taste great. And... I realized how old I have become. Oh, yeah. No, that was my first thought because I also got sick from them. And the first thing that came to my mind is, God damn, you can't even handle a cookie anymore. I mean, look, to be fair, these are fat and weird cookies. They were disgusting. I did not like my cookie at all. And I'm sorry that you had to pay money for it. I spent a lot of money on these goddamn cookies. The cookies tasted like grocery store cookies. Like they had that kind of like sandpapery kind of like granular texture right listener if you can imagine strawberry flavored sand <laughs> that is the cookie that i received yeah like and, and so i ordered this thing it, it, it's called like the big chunker and it, it was 15 dollars. it had two peanut butter cups inside of it and, but the cookie around it was so bad it was just like so like uh grainy and kind of weak that i was like you know i could have just bought some peanut butter cups you didn't need to fedex me this it was not even like a cookie because when you said cookies i was imagining like fresh baked like the cookies that we get at that coffee shop yeah that we go to all the time the big ass cookies but no these were like they built up instead of out yeah they were shaped like fucking mounds and it was just a mound of sand With flavoring in it. I was not satisfied. Yeah, the thing is, look, and their, their whole thing is like, it's a pound of cookie. And like, that's great. Oh, oh, it's it's full of Reese's Pieces. That's great. It's just, you, you also have to make a cookie to taste good. Right. You're going to make a cookie to taste better like Mrs. Freshly's. <laughs> even with Caplock, you still have to, even with cruise control, you still have to stare. Yeah, like you can't just throw sand in a box and tell me, oh, it's a pound of strawberry sand. They were gross, and it's really wasted potential because their marketing, I guess, got you. Yeah, I know. I again, I like the name Fat Weird Cookie. I just don't like the fat and weird cookies they made. Um, And speaking of FedEx, God forbid, listeners, if you're ever getting an, if you're buying your engagement ring through the mail like I did because your fiance wants like a special kind of diamond that like a girl wasn't very transparent, like. do not bring up to her that it's getting delivered through FedEx. This is a story that I forgot to tell last week, but Sriracha knew that I was going to propose. Yeah, because you can't lie. Like, you need to either lie better or stop lying. <laughs> I thought I did a pretty good you job. You did a terrible fucking job, and I will explain why, but go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> well, okay, look, we could tell the story together, but um, look, an engagement ring is expensive. It just is. And I'm getting it sent through the mail because we were, I ordered it from like a very special company that makes these like this like very special kind of ring. The what, what is it called again? The the uh, the lab created diamond. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Like I went to a couple of jewelry stores. They don't have like they'll have like one lab created diamond because they have so many regular ass diamonds. They have like decades and decades of like old because like it's not like these things go stale. They have to get rid of like all their like 
Charles Slave diamonds before they can like make the switch to lab creative. Yeah, and that Charles Slave diamonds also sell for a lot more money. Yes. So there is no, really no reason. Like not ev- women aren't. I feel like the percentage of women that are like me are like don't please don't buy a Charles Slave diamond are lower than the percentage of people that just go in like I want a big ass diamond and then they're like oh here's a ten thousand dollar thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they make because again they bought these diamonds decades ago. Like they need to get rid of these diamonds. Yeah. Um, and they make more money on the on the trough of diamonds. Um, but uh, yeah, so I ordered a lab created diamond and it's getting delivered. And in my neighborhood, our delivery guy, he'll just like sign it for you and he thinks he's doing you a favor. And 99% of the time he is. Like, let's say you're getting fat and weird cookies delivered. I don't want to like hang out at the apartment all day, like waiting for the guy. He'll just sign for it and just leave it downstairs. Uh, oh, okay. There's, a, there's something from Amazon. Look, worst case scenario, that thing. I know that this guy's signed for this incredibly expensive diamond ring. So me and Zaracha are visiting my parents and we were like, oh, let's stay an extra week. But then I was like, oh, no, wait, we have to go home tomorrow because I have to sign for a FedEx thing. And I said, what's in the FedEx? And I was not expecting that question. Why? Because we have to sign. We have because we get things sent to us all the time. But if was if your goal was really if I was trying to hide something from you, and I knew it was coming in the mail. And I knew that my fucking live-in girlfriend was going to inevitably see the box at some point. I would have a plausible story for what was in the box. You are constantly getting boxes sent here with like makeup or this or that or a video game or a book or something. I never ask what's in these boxes. I don't care what's in these boxes. Well, yeah, that's the that's the gender divide here then. I care what's in the box. You care I, what's in every box I get. I sure as shit care for the ones that you have to sign for. Well, technically you have to sign for every box. It's not true. But the guy, so- it's, but the guy signs for you. So... So uh, so I'm like, we have to go home early because I have to sign for this FedEx. And so I just like, what's in the FedEx? And I'm like, why are you asking this? So I didn't have a lie prepared. So I said, it's a gift for you. I ordered you a miniature Statue of Liberty. From, from where? Asterios? From Amazon. Okay, now listener, I want you to think for a minute. When... Uh you get an Amazon.com package. Does the driver, A, walk up to your door, request a signature, hand the box to you and leave? Or do they just yeet it at a wall as hard as they can and then drive away? Because I know what Amazon does in New York and it's not pretty. So immediately I'm suspicious. They do the yeet thing a lot. And by the way, in case you're wondering why I said it was a miniature Statue of Liberty, because like on our very first date, we went to Times Square and Sriracha bought me a little Statue of Liberty, and we lost it on the first day. Immediately. We had, we had so much fun. We got hammered. We got so fucked up. The first thing we did was we drank gigantic boots of beer at a German restaurant. It was so cute. And then we went to Times Square, and we went to Dave & Buster's, and we drank these like special kind of Dave & Buster's uh, high-low shots where they'll put like a shot of whiskey and then a shot of, uh, what is it, like cream, uh, Bailey's? They'll put a shot of Bailey's in the same glass and like they'll be all separated out neatly and then you down the whole thing and it like makes an Irish car bomb in your mouth. Oh my God, that feels like a decade ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, And so we lost the Statue of Liberty. So then I started very quickly building a lie around this lie where I was like, "It's it's a mini Statue of Liberty. I have to sign for it. 
because I want to take you on a date that is like our first date, but where we lost the statue, and I'm 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 going to take you. And then we'll have the statue. Hey, listener, have you ever tried to build a house with no foundation? (laughs) It very quickly sinks into the ground. (laughs) And so, so Sriracha, and I didn't know that she was on to me because she can lie very well. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, all right, it's to me, Statue of Liberty. And then we get home. The moment there's a buzz, I literally run down the stairs. And again, I'm running downstairs. So that the FedEx guy doesn't leave an insanely expensive diamond ring on the heater in our lobby. And we live in like a small town part of New York City. The door is often just open. It's just open on a hook. And we're just like, well, someone, someone's moving or something. Or I don't know. Someone's bringing in a rug. I'm not going to close this door. I don't want to fuck over someone. Yeah, you're definitely not allowed to do that. When I go downstairs and I see packages out on the outside, I always take them in. Though, yeah, me too. I don't want them to get stolen. Yeah, I take, I, t- I take them in. But like, we're, it's a very laissez-faire building. So I, I run downstairs like the devil himself to get this thing. Apparently, that was also suspicious. Oh, yeah. No, and you want to get get to your little photo adventure that you thought really sealed the deal there? Oh, my God. You're so stupid. Okay. Well, here's what I did that I liked. So, Sriracha was like, why did you run downstairs? And I was like, it's, I got you the Statue of Liberty. And she and she was like, no, you didn't. Like, she <laughs> And, and I go, you don't believe me that it's a Statue of Liberty? Well, open this box. You don't believe me that it's a Statue of Liberty? There's a Statue of Liberty in this box. I feel like I did do a pretty good job bluffing you on that. Uh, you did, but I wanted to immediately surrender to it because I just wanted to see how far it'd go. You did not fool me, though. You never fooled me. Okay, well then, I okay, so she, by this point I can tell she's suspicious, so... Uh, she goes to visit her friends that weekend, and I find a picture of a Statue of Liberty on Google, a mini Statue of Liberty, and I, I, te- I text it to her as if I just took the picture, and I'm like, I'm like, look, here's a picture of the mini Statue of Liberty, okay? It's a mini Statue of Liberty. Apropos of absolutely nothing, he sends me a picture, like, hey, you know that box? That box that definitely was not suspicious at all? Oh, well, here's a, here's a picture of the contents on the box on a table that's a color we don't have anywhere in this apartment. I, it was on a wooden table. We have a wooden table. To me, all wooden tables look the same, but apparently Sriracha's like studying the wood grain and like the lacquer and the tone and the timber. Bitch, it was like three shades lighter than that thing over there. Cause like we have one piece of wood in this apartment and it's black as the sky at night. And then you send it on fucking this, co- something the color of our floor, listener, which is like flax. Okay, again, the fact that she knows the differences between, it's all wood to me. And I'm like, look, here it is. See, it's this. It's the Statue of Liberty. And you still let me go along with this. Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh. What did you think was in this, like, super... Did you know right away it was a diamond ring? No, I thought it was drugs. Like, I thought you were using again. You didn't want me to know. You, like, FedExed some dank, sticky icky to you. You thought I FedExed a box of drugs? I don't know. my dad, Zaggles? Famous mushroom mailer? 
Yeah, I think you're forgetting that we had a listener send us drugs in the mail. So I don't think it's a very out there possibility that someone could receive drugs, especially via FedEx. Like they don't check what's in FedEx. It's not the US. It's not the UPS. I guess that's baby shit. If I was going to send drugs, I would send it FedEx. Yeah, I guess it's a good point because like FedEx costs like $30. Like 28 of those dollars are don't look at this. It's drugs. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's a good point. Um. You're telling me that you talked to a friend of yours and that friend of yours was like, it's a fucking wedding ring, moron. Yeah, stupid idiot. That was the first thing out of her mouth. It's like, are you stupid? It's a fucking wedding ring. And I was like, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my brain shed to shut down and then restart. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Than a box of drugs. I'm not going to buy a box of drugs. I don't know you. I don't know your life. <laughs> We've been together you do know me listen but sometimes i have weird urges like to i don't know fuck off to the desert do mushrooms maybe you just woke up one boy sometimes i wake up and i'm like i want to go eat three slices of pizza for pizzeria unos and then i do that and maybe you just woke up and you're like you know what i'd like to try shadow people <laughs> okay i'm not t- taking a stare so you're cheating on me with a shadow person I'm not, don't fucking lie to me i'm not injecting chinese research chemicals <laughs> So this was my plan for the engagement, for the proposal. Like I was going to take her on an exact replica of our first date. Uh, we were going to go to the German place we went to where we drank the boots of beer. And uh, we did successfully do that. I had a boot of uh, fake beer. What is it? Near beer? The non-alcoholic beer. Oh, whatever. God damn, it tasted good. I had no idea non-alcoholic beer actually tastes good. Cope. It is not co- seething. Cope. Seethe. Cope. Seethe. Cope. Sneed. Cope. <laughs> Formerly Chucks. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea that, because everyone's always like, oh, beer tastes good. It's like every time I drink beer, it's like I'm just drinking it to get drunk. Yeah. No, that's With the that, only reason you do drink beer. You know why beer tastes like shit? Because there's alcohol in it and alcohol tastes like shit. Just drinking the beer, it was like drinking a liquid soft pretzel from a from a ball game or something it tasted really good i don't believe it um then i was gonna bring her to dave and buster's and then i was gonna bring her the the, the place that we ended our first date was at the m&m store yeah and we went to the m&m store and one of my strongest memory of our first date was we were both drunk as fuck inside the little m&m booth trying to find a way to put the C word on an M&M. And let me tell you, listener, whoever's job it is at M&M Hershey Corporation to prevent me from putting the C word on the M&Ms deserves a raise because I tried about 60 iterations of the word cunt, like C period, U-N-T, C-N-U-T, every one of them got blocked. We tried it with a K. We tried like C U U U U U U U U U U N N N N N N N N T. We tried C dot 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 U dot 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 dot. Like it would not would not let us put the. I even tried to put the phrase the C word on an M and M, and it did not let me. Um, and so my big plan was to take her into the M and M booth, and I'd been like building this up. I'd been like, I found a way to put the C word on an M and M. I figured it out. I figured it out, and I was gonna blindfold her, and I was gonna be like, open your eyes, and then on the M and Ms were gonna be written, "Will you marry me?" Aww. instead of the C word, and <laughs> and uh, disappointing, but okay. And then Sriracha, t- I didn't end up doing that uh, for reasons I'll explain later. 
But Sriracha told me that if I had done that, she would have rejected the proposal. Yeah, do not fucking propose to me in the middle of Times Square. Who are you? Who do you think I am? It's a nice memory from our first day. It builds in perfectly to this moment that we always talk about the C word. It's a little private booth. Then we could buy the M&Ms that say, will you marry me and snack on them? We could serve those M&Ms at our wedding. It's like a fun story. That is a fun story. We should uh, seriously look into that. But it it smells like pee pee. When I think about my memory of being proposed, I don't want to think the first thing that comes to mind is the smell of pee pee everywhere. You don't want to see Elmo crotch chopping at you? While we're trying to put a phrase on some shitty candy, you don't you don't want your first memory of our engagement to be those cops with machine guns that are everywhere. Yeah, screaming Hispanic child two miles away, getting beat in the middle of the M and M store because he won't let go of a toy. The naked the naked cowboy. You don't want that. You don't want to see the giant Elvis M M&M, and M, but with a big COVID mask on it. You don't want that to be your first memory of our engagement. The aggressive Elmo with the melting face that tries to get people to take pictures with them and then charges them a ridiculous amount of money they put there's all these signs all over Times square now that ju- that just say like if you take a picture with these people they will expect a tip it's like they are not out there for fun i guess a lot of people just think that like that's just what america is yeah. america's just a bunch of elmos you can take a picture with and it's like no those elmos will punch you in the back of the head i mean if i was a nice chinese tourist on my holiday and i came and i just saw a bunch of people i would assume that they were like hired by the city of new exactly. york or yes. something yes that it's like disneyland it's like you don't give donald five dollars right like when you go to disneyland you take pictures with all of the characters and they don't charge you money for it that's what i assume like new york oh the government hired a fucking Elmo impersonator just take pictures with Taurus for good PR or something I would expect to get fucking jabbed with a meth needle for not paying you get to learn all sorts of nice new curse words uh, from Elmo but uh, <laughs> we ne- we didn't end up making it to Times Square that day because I took her to, to part one in this thing and uh, and I sat around on the couch and she, I, I, don't, I forget what she said but like, uh, but 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 I, I said something like, uh, I said something like, oh my god, I love you so much. We're gonna be together forever. Because we was just having like a regular lovey dovey time. Oh yeah, and then I was like, give me my present. Right, and then Sriracha, Sriracha said, said, you can't prove that. You can't guarantee that. You can't guarantee that we'll be together forever. And so I pulled out the ring and I went, want a bet, bitch? I was yeah. like, and then I kicked him in the cunt. <laughs> got married I, like i jammed the ring in her face and i literally said bet <laughs> and it was like a spite proposal and then she started to cry oh my god <laughs> she started crying it was very cute and then she called her mom and her, what did your mom say i texted my mom a picture and her first response was like lol you're trolling <laughs> I was like, I'm not trolling. I'm boxy. She was like, is this real? And she called me like three times. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not trolling you. It's real. Your mom genuinely thought you... Is that the kind of joke you would tell? Yes. um, You would would pretend to be getting married to fuck with your mom? I would Photoshop pictures to fuck with my mom, which I did frequently in college. Like one time I had my roommate in college take a picture of me on the couch. And then I got a picture off Google of like a wolf sleeping or a fox curled up in a little thing sleeping. And then I flawlessly Photoshopped it onto the couch next to me. It looked like I was petting it. And I I sent the picture to my mom and I... I was like, hey, mom, I found this dog in the parking lot. What do you think kind of species is it? It doesn't have a tag, but it seems kind of aggressive.
aggressive. And she calls me. She's like, Sriracha, that is a fox. Get rid of it. Is your mom Christian or something? Your mom is just fooled by basic Photoshop? Oh, yeah. I could fool my mom with any type of basic Photoshop. That's okay. No wonder boomers are the way they are. Uh, Then we called my mom and I, I, I put you on the phone with her and you were like, and you were like, I said, yes, like we're getting married. I said, yes. And my mom said, are you sure about this? (laughs) You know, you can't back out now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the most Chinese mom possible response being like you deserve better than my son <laughs> i know my son he, he did not pass the gal cow with fly colors i was gonna say if this was chinese parents you she would have said something like oh ugh, well congrats i guess <laughs> uh all right well anyway we will be right back after this we got a lot more show we got a, a ton of voicemails uh for you we'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast good luck on the gal cow listeners and that's it for the Loudest Podcast this week. Uh, if you want to send in a voicemail or erotic art of Scrooge McDuck <laughs> having recently pleasured Mrs. Webley. Um, oh, and also, like, imply that and then put Gizmo Duck off to the side and imply that, like, Gizmo Duck is jealous that Scrooge McDuck got with Mrs. Webley. Um, you can call 848-863-5343 or email the loudest podcast at gmail.com. I think that's about it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, bye.